This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcasts and other student work on garnetmedia.org. Garden Black Unwritten, where we talk everything about USC's student-run magazine, pop culture, and college life. It's not scripted, it's unwritten. I'm Faith Fulmer, here today with... Ella Lakoviak. Uh, Zane was a little busy tonight, we're recording at a different time than usual, so I'm producer Ella back uh, to co-host this episode. So today we are chatting with Garden Black's editor-in-chief, Huey. Hi everyone. Um, I'm Huey Penaflor, the editor-in-chief for Garden Black, like Faith just said, but I'm super excited to be here and just talk a little bit about, you know, the magazine that we recently released. Yeah, so, um, thank you so much for coming on today, Huey. We had to record at a different time just for, because of some scheduling conflicts, but we definitely wanted to have Huey on to talk, to talk about her baby, the new, um, print edition of the magazine. So, Huey, can you just please introduce yourself and tell us about your role as editor-in-chief? Yes. Like I said, I'm Huey. I am a fourth year visual communications and major in film minor. Um, I have interest in going into a bunch of different things of media production, so on and so forth, and the magazine has just been one avenue for that. Um, it's been a lot of fun creating for the magazine and just seeing everyone's <laughs> ideas just kind of come together. Yeah, definitely. Th- again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, let's go ahead and dive into our media of the week before we talk about um, the real bread and butter. I can go first. Um, So my artist of the week is Fiona Apple, because I think we talked about her on a couple of podcasts ago. Yes, when we did the lyrics one. we did the lyrics one. And I've been wanting to listen to Fiona Apple for a while, and I finally listened to one of her albums. I forget what what's the name of it, but it's the Red album. Okay. Um, and I loved it. It was great. I'm I definitely going to be diving into her discography more. Um, and yeah, it's really fun. I and need then to do a deep dive. Um, my other media of the week this week is I have a video game this week, which is The Sims. The oh, Sims Four specifically. Classic. Um, <laughs> so I go. The Sims has been a constant in my life basically since I've been in since I was in like fifth or sixth grade, basically since The Sims Four came out, and then also I used to watch Sims Three Let's Plays all the time when I was little. Sims um, is one of the few constants we have. No, really. literally, because <laughs> there will always be a Sims game out. There will always be a new Sims <laughs> expansion pack oh or my something God, yeah. new to get excited over. But basically, I could probably talk about The Sims for like hours upon hours so if we ever want to do a segment about our favorite video games or something like that we can definitely do that it would be so fun <laughs> oh yeah totally i i have this sims family i have multiple sims families that i've been playing with for like the past couple of years and i go through like in and out of phases of playing the sims mm-hmm. like and right now i'm deep in it um i'm it's doing escapism the, yeah definitely <laughs> i'm doing the not so buried challenge right now if anyone's ever heard of I that, don't know that it one. was created by lil lil simsy aka okay. kayla who's like a really famous sims youtuber and i love her i feel like spiritually connected to her <laughs> don't tell her i said that um basically it's like every generation of your sims family is um represented by a different color for so for example i'm on the purple generation right now so his hair is purple his house is purple his 
everything about him is purple and you have like specific things that you need to like complete within every generation like for example he's a doctor but he's gonna quit his career and become a dancer oh exciting I what know. did you what is it like the colors of the rainbow no it's just like random colors like <laughs> it's kind of the colors of the rainbow but it's basically like the I think it's based off, like, the in-game colors that we have available for hair in the sense. Okay, so, so like, like, what generation is purple? Like, how many of these have you done? I'm on generation five, I think. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's commitment. Oh, yeah. ten. Okay, so halfway yeah. there. Halfway there. Oh I've been gosh. playing for a while, so. Because, like I said, I go in and out of phases. The so. challenges are so interesting. Mm-hmm. I know the 100 Baby Challenge. That's, like, oh, the yeah. only one I'm aware of. Yeah. Kelsey and Peachy K or whatever. I, <laughs> I used to watch her videos as, like, a middle schooler. And I was like, this is mm-hmm. so fun and interesting. The 100 Baby Challenge is so hard. I've never been able to complete it. It's so it's difficult. It's, like, impossible. Oh, she was doing one. It came up on my Instagram feed because I still follow her. Mm-hmm. And it was she was making every room in a house a different Taylor Swift era. And I was like, that <gasps> is awesome. So she was like, Lil Simsy did that too. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was like the office is lover themed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so cute. I know. I love doing it like themed things because it just, or like doing challenges because it, it adds like a new aspect to it. Because the game is very free and open and you can do, that's like one of the beauties yeah. of it. You can do whatever you totally. want. Totally. But mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so dive into mine. Yes, Ella, please. So, okay. <laughs> so my uh, TV show of the week, I. Sophomore year of high school, I began the journey of the Vampire Diaries. Mm. It was a journey I did not expect to mm. impact me as much as it did. I literally grieved that show when it ended. It was very emotional, and now I'm restarting it because it's fall, it's oh October. I didn't want to, like, I was telling my friend, the beauty of me rewatching it literally, like, four, year, four or five years later now is that I remember the characters and, like, how much I love the show and <laughs> the vibe of it but I have no plot recollection. So I'm, like, watching this show that, like, I don't have to go through the awkward beginning stage of, Mm. but I'm also, like, very intrigued because I don't remember, like, the intricacies of what happens. Yeah, yeah. That's always fun, revisiting old things that you watch when you were younger. I'll get jump scared, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is super fallen spooky leading up to Halloween. Mm -hmm. Um, How many seasons are there? There's literally seven seasons. I don't know if I'm going to, like, fully finish it, but Mm -hmm. I'm having a great time on season one, episode five. Like, I'm just (laughs) cruising. Yeah, that sounds nice. Um, And then my album, or, like, artist of the week, I've always heard of Holly Humberstone. I'd Mm -hmm. never listened to her. Her new album, Paint My Red Bedroom Black, just came out. Literally so good. Mm -hmm. Every single song on that album, I'm bopping to. It's kind of, like, hopeless romantic, but also, like, screw you, like, taking the power back. And Mm. it's very fun because it's not... Like, it touches on, like, sad, sentimental topics, because you know me. I'm a, I am love a good Phoebe Bridgers song. But totally. this is getting me into, like, things that still like, make you feel the emotions, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, like, depress me. Like, I'm able yeah, to, totally. to jam. Um, so she's been my artist and album on the rotation this week. Is it, like, fall vibes? Um, kind of. It's, like, I don't know. I, I definitely think it's, like, self-reflection, self-power, but not in, like, a super bright and... It's, like... I'm trying to think in, like, terms of Taylor Swift. (laughs) It's kind of like a mix. It's like a lover, reputation, baby child, if that makes sense. Like, I definitely got some, like, romantic tunes. I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. But it's also, like, I'm going to paint my bedroom black and turn the music Mm. up and drown you out. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. That sounds like it would be of my own. No, like, I would really recommend it. And she's also British. And I think listening to British people sing is so fun. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's like, they got a little twinge of an accent that Mm -hmm. pops out. And you're like, ooh. Yeah. Do they? I don't know if I've ever realized. It depends on do. like the song. So if it's like a more speaky part, I guess, of the song that's like gentler, yeah. I'm like, you if got you, a okay, because like I've listened to Rina Sawayama, right, and mm-hmm. she's from the UK. But I don't know if I've ever had like a 
time where I'm like, oh yeah, I can hear an accent from there. You know? It I definitely depends on the song, okay, but yeah. there are some, and I'm like, ooh. Right. If you like it when you can hear like British people like their accents when they're singing, um, there's an an artist that I've been listening to since I was like little. Have you heard of Dodie? She was like a YouTuber. I love Dodie. Dodie. Mm-hmm. I know Dodie. I she was like a YouTuber her. back in the day, and she always sings with an accent. And I she I does. love some of her music. Do you know Maisie music. Peters? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. I don't know if she really sings with an accent that much, but she's also British. <laughs> Gotta love the British, British British pop girls. Yeah. Or ballad girls. I don't know if Dodie's pop. She's like, it's like indie pop. Alternative. Alternative pop. I don't really know the difference between like indie and alternative. Like, are they the same thing? I have no idea. Anyway, that (laughs) was a nice little tangent. Okay. What is your media of the week? Okay, so my media of the week is Rad Museum. It's, they are a... Korean rapper. He released an album recently, so I've been listening to that. And my favorite K-pop group as well, Seventeen, released an album yesterday, which I haven't listened to, but <laughs> I will. Um, yeah, it's just really nice to see that they have new music coming out. I haven't heard a new Rad Museum album since I was abroad, so mm-hmm. that's, that's nice so to see. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What was the, I think, your Spotify playlist? Oh, gives yes. a lot Hold of on. insight into the musical tastes of yes. our editor-in-chief over here. <laughs> My yes. day list for today as we record this is Korean Indie Rock Independent Tuesday Evening. So, <laughs> I love the day list. They make me giggle. <laughs> right. Like, I don't have Spotify Premium, but I have a Spotify account still. Like, right. Even though I'm an Apple Music girl, I can still get myself a day list. Yes. And it's always, I like strictly, I guess, listen to like Noah Khan on it. So it's always some variation of like, a mountain dewy Saturday evening or a I love morning that. poetic reflection moment. I feel like, like Spotify, because yeah. the last year's Spotify wrapped had like a what is your like music core or whatever. And yeah. I think they like bounced off of that and we're like, let's make a day list and yeah. name it like that. So Spotify actually does this thing that a lot of people don't know about. But if you look up any like blank and then add mix on the back of it so like for example i'll i'll type in oh i've seen spooky that. mix and a whole bunch of like halloween themed stuff will like pop up like i've got a spooky halloween mix eerie spooky mix horror mix dark oh, mix goodness. spooky alternative mix powerful <laughs> spooky mix spooky indie mix i could go on and the, on al- and on. the computer algorithms <clears throat> honestly terrify me but also like they have my back like right. when i yeah. want a good playlist like at all those options. No, because I, I see my daily so I'm like, oh, this eats. No, like, it yeah. does. And then <laughs> if you click on the highlighted white words on your day list, it will lead you to all the different mixes that right. they made for you. So if you're like oh specifically want to be like, what? okay, I'm feeling like I like I'm listening to viral music right now. Maybe I need to get spotted. No, I can't. I can't. But you get it for five dollars as a student. Yeah. No, but or is it six now? I don't know. I know I do, but I get the day list. Like I still can listen mm-hmm. to it, and it has like my musical taste. Ish. Like, it's just not super current. Right. Um, um, <coughs> but welcome, welcome to the podway. We're so excited to have you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess starting off, like, baseline, what inspired you to kind of, well, I guess first get involved with Garnet and Black? Yeah. I don't know when you first got involved with the right. magazine, if it was your freshman year, but then, like, kind of this whole path that you found, this journey to editor in chief. Mm-hmm. Give us all the details. Yeah, so actually, I've been wanting to join Garnet Black since freshman year, but I didn't get accepted into Garnet Black until last year. Oh my god! So, what? Yes. That's crazy. So that's why. <laughs> um, yeah. So just last year, I was just contributing staff. I was in style, um, and then they were like, "Yeah." So uh, the opening or 
the position for editor-in-chief is opening up. Um, anyone can do it, as long as you've been here for a year. And I'm like, okay. So I just, like, <laughs> shot my shot, basically. And now we're here. So um, it's been a lot of fun, though, I think. I really wanted to bring more of the visual aspect that we have into the magazine. Mm -hmm. um, I think our editions from last year have been very text-heavy, mm -hmm. and which is really nice. And we have, you know, good written content. But I think having more of a balance between our written and our visual was something I really wanted to make sure that we did. That's awesome. Yeah, you can totally. totally see it in this magazine. I mean, going through, I I know what you mean in terms of, I feel like articles, sometimes when you're putting together like a, a like a written work, sometimes right. that can get prioritized. But I think with the style shoots, this, this issue, you can see a kind of coherency that we haven't always right. seen in the past through like a visual medium. And right. I think a lot of that comes through in your letter that's handwritten. I love oh, that. I think that's a bad. wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful digital touch. Did you always know you wanted to like do it like that? The handwritten The letter? handwritten article. Actually, so the engagement director, Morgan, she's the one that brought up the idea. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Which it makes it so was personal. actually so funny that she had brought that up because for the longest time, I've been told, like, oh, your handwriting looks like a font. And I'm like, no, it's just a handwriting. <laughs> um, but I guess, like, it now it is. It does look like, like a, it's a font. It's beautiful. It's honestly so beautiful. And I, I think it couples really well with the kind of almost doodle-esque aspect yes. that you, we have even throughout the whole magazine. Mm -hmm. Like, especially you can see it on the page with, I mean, it's a podcast, so visit, <laughs> you, if you, visitors, Pick um, listeners can't see. <laughs> but there's these beautiful doodles throughout it, and it just gives it a really personal touch, which I think obviously also ties into the theme of yes. Sonder, which is mm -hmm. like such a, a personal and yet separate topic about how we're all just living our lives yeah. in complete cohesion and yet disparity mm -hmm. yes speaking of doodles we haven't talked about andy on the podcast yes <laughs> oh my god so garnet black has a new mascot who we call andy um they are basically the ampersand that we have in our garnet and black name flipped to its side and its eyes so um andy saw with an eye um we have yet to give him a body but <laughs> their eyes are he doesn't found. need to have a body no he's an Omni, omni, what is that word? <laughs> Omnipresent type of person. Yeah, he's, type the, of figure. he's the eyes of Garnet and Black yes. watching over us. Yes, I'm just so that we can infuse all the, all the insight into the content. Right. Yeah. There's hidden Andes all throughout the magazine, so oh, if you can so cool. give us the correct number of Andes. Oh, yes. oh I didn't even we know We just found thing. two. That's so terrible. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so creative. I love it. And, like, flipping through, like, Yes, the way that it's laid out is, it's so cohesive this year. Like you can pull through and you can see all the pieces really like linking together in content and like style. I'm glad that that. It that, shines through yes. for sure. Did you have a lot of input in, I mean, obviously you have input over the entire magazine, right. but the style shoots this year, they're so unique and very like, they're bold. Right. Was that a choice that you wanted to make going into it? It wasn't necessarily up to me. The stylist had a lot of good ideas come in, and it was so easy to just green light everything and just be like, yep, do it. Yeah, I think with the theme this year, we've talked about this before, but I think there was a lot of room for making everything a lot more personal, a lot more creative, and a lot more awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. I'm literally, I'm obs I, the concept of Sonder is something that I think well, it crosses everyone's mind, I think, whether they want to admit it or not, but it's something that I definitely think about a lot, like, as a writer and as someone who, like, likes poetry specifically, so right. I'm, I'm very reflective, and I think that the concept of, like, 
you're at the grocery store and you're talking to the cashier for like a split second and but like that's like a mark that you both leave in each other's lives and you might literally never see them again and that's so fascinating right and having a whole magazine dedicated to like the different facets of that idea is wonderful right yeah there was an art piece I saw one time albeit on like tumblr way back (laughs) in the day but it was like I'm so it was it was kind of like an illustration like a graphic Mm -hmm. right and it was a bunch of stick figures and then across kind of like I don't really know how to explain this but from their feet onto the end of the page um, there was just a different colored line and there was two stick figures that their paths crossed and then the text said I'm so lucky to have my path or to cross paths with you so I think that kind of touches on a bit of like the chances of you know crossing paths with people are like that's way out of our control but when it does happen you do have that moment in that other person's life you know yeah I literally just got like chills and like emotional (laughs) because I like I went somewhere like a month ago and I met someone that like the similarities were crazy. The chances that our paths would cross was like actually insane. And I still keep in contact with them. Right. And I, that was one of those things that I'm like, they weren't supposed to come home that weekend. We have like, it was just a crazy connection. And right. I feel like that's happened to me a few times where I'm like, how am I meeting this person right, right. now? <laughs> and it's, I don't know. It's right. crazy. It's like magic. It's wild. So right. lovely. Yeah. So um, what are your some of your favorite parts about being editor-in-chief of the magazine? And also I wanted to ask you, what was... Um, your transition um, to being editor-in-chief. What was that like going from someone that was just a contributing staff member? Over the summer, you became editor-in-chief. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that was crazy. Yeah. I think I've just now, like, gotten the reins of it, just, mm-hmm. you know, being editor. There's a lot unsaid that goes in, or unwritten, if you will, that, <laughs> <laughs> that goes into being editor-in-chief. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing really could have prepared me for it, especially from being contributing staff just getting adjusted to mm-hmm. how Garden Black functions and works and then going, how can I make it better? You know, yeah, just definitely. because I've been seeing it from like a third person point of view mm-hmm. up until just recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but the summer consisted of a lot of planning. Um, I'm sure, Faith, you know, like I yeah, was sending definitely. so many messages over the summer <laughs> just being like, hey guys. And I had this super long, like two hour presentation with all the section heads of like, what changes we'll be making, um, what can we do better, theme, ideas, so on and so forth. Um, but I think that really helps with making the transition into new management, new leadership into the fall a lot easier because we plan so much over the summer. Totally. Um, but it's been a ride. It's been fun <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, that's so impressive for you to jump from a contributing writer position to like taking the reins and doing it with such like, like a parent ease like I think it's been very um I, I, to me it seemed like seamless like the oh, transition so to you in the position and the magazine turned out incredible so that's all I could have asked snaps, for. <laughs> snaps. snaps. um was it something that you were intimidated to do like as uh like making that leap was it like nerve-wracking or were you like you know what I got this I'll handle it I think a lot of it was just oh I have the motivation to really make this magazine even better than it has been before and knowing that there's so much talent within the magazine and we could better utilize it, mm-hmm. I was motivated by that. So really elevating those stories that we have, putting more of an emphasis on our mission statement of putting underrepresented voices, underserved mm-hmm. voices at our forefront, making sure that we really do that this semester, especially as like an Asian American in the South. You know, I think that's just something that I've always held really close to my heart that I want to make sure that we 
do in something that's so apparent on campus mm-hmm. as well. Totally. Yeah, definitely. And I and I think um, you know the influence of having. Um, <clears throat> Um, minorities and mm-hmm. people of color in um, positions of leadership, mm-hmm. especially in creative things such li- such as this, because you really get to see as you're flipping through the magazine all the all the diversity and all the different voices that are being able to speak right. out and and you know especially you know th- we have the hijab piece which mm-hmm. is beautiful and I'm so glad that something like this was able to be shared right. in our magazine. It's 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 gorgeous and it's beautiful. I said beautiful a lot <laughs> just because it is beautiful. Like. I'm I'm so happy and it's just like yeah yeah I think <laughs> with media at least just navigating with it as an Asian person it's been you know there's not much Asian representation mm. in the media and if there is it's very stereotypical yeah. mm-hmm. it's very like inaccurate for the most part or well just mostly stereotypical and so to have a position in leadership to you know kind of put more depth into what it means to be a person of color in America, mm-hmm. elevate those stories. That was something that was really a big part of the motivation to be in leadership. That's yeah, awesome. definitely. And we definitely saw that in your piece about um, the kimchi restaurant. Yes. It's called A Blue Sky, and it's very beautiful. Anyone who hasn't picked up um, picked up a copy of the magazine yet, definitely pick this up so you can see this piece. Not, not only this piece, but... I this definitely piece is a, a true a highlight of the magazine. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful, and it's I just, love that you put the the interview side by side. Yeah, I think that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that in the in the section, I think it was the section I group chat, or maybe it was the general one of the Slack group chats. Um, it was shown to the to the owners, yes. right, and they got emotional about it, they which did. is it's just so lovely to see those voices like absolutely heard and uplifted and shared across campus. I mean their words are everywhere which is something that you can't always say yeah I went to visit them before fall break and they were so excited and their first reaction was oh my god there's so many pages (laughs) you deserve more than this (laughs) like I could have done an entire like 10 pages easy on just the story um but yeah the story was a lot of fun to do I don't know if Garnet Black has ever done a like bilingual interview at least in this format before I don't Um, know it's incredible though so it's thank you it's been a lo- it was a lot of fun to make and our multimedia team also has a documentary video coming out with this yeah, as we well so, so which we are i just finished translating which took forever oh but <laughs> it's it's um, it's well worth it yes mm-hmm. it's well worth it i think um our multimedia team did a great job with sound with video so shout out to them laura did an amazing job with the photos as you can yes. see in the spread it's These just amazing pictures are beautiful and it's making me hungry because there's a lot of great pictures <laughs> there is a lot of, of good food it makes in me there want to go to this restaurant everyone yes. visit this restaurant everyone yes. should go everyone should go we are going to visit it Yes. <laughs> Everyone go visit Kimchi Restaurant and say, you know Hui, and they'll <laughs> love you. They will love you, I promise. Is there something that, I mean, obviously the story is, like, so catching, but is there something that first motivated you to, like, write a whole piece about? Yeah, this? so, actually, I'm also an immigrant. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I moved here when I was almost three from mm-hmm. the Philippines, and seeing them, it just reminded me of my own parents, about my own yeah. life, um, and just how hard it was at first to come to America you know learning a new learning English learning a new culture and then just trying to make it you know just stand on your feet in a new country that's that's a lot of work um so to not make it about myself because I know I could like talk about that for (laughs) an eternity but um I know that they have this restaurant I go to it so often ever since freshman year but there's not as much 
traffic as I think that they deserve, you yeah. know, to go into the restaurant. There's, they have great food, they have great service, they're great people. Um, it's everything you can ever ask for, you know, yes. in a restaurant. And there's a ton of Korean restaurants on Decker Boulevard, but this is the one I continue to go back to constantly. So, yeah. but yeah, That's mostly amazing. it was just hearing their story, seeing how similar it was to mine, to a bunch of other immigrant, um, mm -hmm. you know, not just Asian immigrants, but any POC immigrants. Um, having that piece of comfort of, oh, I'm not alone in this, you know, yeah. we might be alone, but we're alone together. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't even think of it like yeah. that. That's, that's uh, so fabulous. Just another way that the, the theme is so, it can tap into like all these different corners Absolutely. of life, which mm -hmm. is what's amazing about yeah. it. Wow. it. It's so important to uplift voices like this. And I think it's really great. I can't wait to see what we do in the future. Yes, mm -hmm. me too. Yes, and I'm so excited for like, the spring edition now. Like, the fall one just came out, but it's, like, seeing what you can do when you really, like, take a team of people and, like you said, right. highlight their strengths and bring them together in a way that, like, like lets everyone shine. Mm -hmm. It's exciting to think, like, what you can do from there. Right. Like, seeing how wonderful it came Yeah, out. you stole the words from my mouth. Like, that's one of my favorite things in being editor. Seeing everyone's strengths and using it to make something that everyone is proud to put their name on. Like, that's all totally. I could ask for. I mean, that must just be... I guess this kind of ties into the next question, but mm -hmm. what if if you can pinpoint anything, what mm -hmm. is what do you think you're proudest of in this new fall print edition? I'm honestly like really proud of everybody like, that <laughs> worked on it. Like everyone that's in the mass head, like I know that, you know, it's really hard to adjust to a new leadership super quickly. Not mm -hmm. to mention we did this print magazine in a month. So we yeah. created everything, we put everything together in a month. That's insane. It is um, the fall one's always so impressive because it feels like we just are like getting on our feet school wise and then boom here's an entire magazine right right it's like and we didn't do any of it during the summer so like again, <laughs> we did it all in september so see, knowing that everyone worked so hard on it in such a time crunch albeit we're not doing that in the spring but um it's just it fills me with so much pride that we were able to do this at such a t you know a small time window yes. yeah that's that's so impressive mm -hmm. i remember when we had to get the pieces in the written pieces because um, I'm assistant lifestyle. Right. I was like, oh gosh, like that's such a fast turnaround. Um, but I can't imagine the work that had to go in, like the hours and oh, hours and we hours. We basically camped here. <laughs> that is incredible. I mean, and the spring you just have so much more time right. to kind of mm -hmm. like simmer with it, let it marinate, play right. around. And I think I was listening to an interview about it was music production, mm -hmm. but they were talking about how like in the studio when you have time to kind of lay out an entire track and like build it up and then strip it down like you come out with a different product than when you're in it and you have to make like split second decisions and it right it's it's beautiful in its own way I think the artist it was Julian Baker she was like the EP is it was the new boy genius EP mm -hmm. it was like slightly adorned scaffolding and I mm -hmm. love that mm -hmm. and I don't think that that represents this but I do think that there is like a, a beauty and a, a unique quality that comes to having to do something in such a, a short time. Right, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, having having a, a quick turnaround or a quick deadline, I think that inspires a lot of creativity and a lot of hard work sometimes. Yeah. Yes. And, and the pros really do outweigh the cons, honestly, because now we have more time to advertise the magazine, we have more time to do tabling and give mm -hmm. more people right. the magazine. and um, you have all of fall yes. left. And yeah. winter. 
and the beginning of spring. Right. Yeah, exactly. The fall magazine and does not end when fall more ends. More people will right. see it, and we won't immediately forget about it when we're going when we go on winter break. You know. And honestly, like I'm just so happy to see that the racks are empty so often. Yes. I'm like, wow, this has to be <laughs> refilled again. Yeah. So there's like like you said, there's a mm-hmm. lot of time for people to pick up the magazine to take a look through it and just get to know us. Yes. Totally. Yeah, and this definitely. kind of. I don't know if this is kind of what we were saying before, but I'm just thinking about, like, the tone of it. And I feel like the reason I love that we only do two is because every magazine gets to have such a specific tone and right. feeling associated. Yeah. Like, I feel like last spring, like, it feels like the, the tech of it and the AI, like, it yeah. felt a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then this, it it just has a whole a whole new tone. And right. I don't know if I can, like, pinpoint exactly what it is right now in, in, in so many words, but... I think it's really special when you can capture that feeling. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because last semester's print was very, like you said, very technology-focused, AI-focused, which is great on its own. It had a lot of great commentary and writing from our written sections. But I think why we chose the theme for this semester was to focus more on the people that make up USC and Columbia. Mm -hmm. Totally. It taps into the humanity on the other side of the technology. Exactly. Which I think is lovely to have a whole whole year, spring (laughs) and fall. Mm -hmm. Um... I guess next is, what do you, do you envision anything for next semester? I don't know if I, we have some stuff, I'm not sure if I should spoil it. Oh, no, no, you don't have to spoil it. Um, Okay, this is like stupid. I was about Mm -hmm. to say like, what's the color? Like, what's the color you associate with it? But maybe that's a terrible question. (laughs) Maybe like, um... Associate with this magazine? No, like the next, she's like, we have some ideas like rattling around. Like, is there a, like a, like a thematic, uh, vague word or a... Reflect, reflection. Oh, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> I love reflection. This is honestly like so wonderful because I love poetry and this theme lended itself really well and mm-hmm. and so does reflection. So, yeah, so definitely. I'll that's be, that's I'll all. On that's in. all that we'll say yeah. for now, though. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. But reflection. Very that's exciting. like a keyword for next semester. I think we we're still finalizing and workshopping the theme for next semester, mm-hmm. but that's what was proposed yesterday, so. Oh, yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. That's so lovely. Um, so before we leave the studio today, let's touch on um, your other piece that you worked on in, in the print magazine. So you you spearheaded At Its Core. Would yes. you like to talk about that? Yeah, so At Its Core was a big joint production between multiple sections. So we had um, our style team, of course, style the <laughs> models. Um, we had Kaylin, our managing editor, write the long but very, very interesting um, piece about what it means, what at its core technically mm-hmm. means. Um, and then we had fantastic models. We had five models do this, so it was a very, very big project. Mm-hmm. But the essence of at its core is talking about Pinterest like aesthetics and how we're all, you know, obsessed with fitting in one. Yeah. Or just being like, which one do I fit in? You know, mm-hmm. like, what core are you? E- even like, you know, you go on to like a you quiz or something and it's mm-hmm. like, what core are you? Um, so here we have the models dressed in five different cores. We have a dark academia model. We have a maximalist model, a um, minimalist model, and a fairy core model, and a norm core plus type of model um to, like i think it would be best if you just read the article but <laughs> um basically it just touches on you know how important is it to fit in a core and how much of that are you using to define who you are as a person That's is so it is it as important as we put that importance on it or yeah. should we find other ways to 
you know, express ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I definitely felt the pressure of like fitting into a category or fitting into a label when I was younger, because it's like it's all I ever saw on the internet, especially growing up in like peak Tumblr era. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't get I think I talked about this on the podcast before, but when I think of cores, I just have this image of my, in my mind of this uh, like illustration that someone did that was all over Tumblr back in the day where it was like oh was the pastel god yes, the I emo the normal girl right. or whatever and I was like am I I have to be one of these like <laughs> I have no option and so that's what I immediately think of like when I when I first heard about this um and I think this is basically like the, the modern day version of that yeah pretty much the, sti- <laughs> the style shoot and I love it and I love the diversity in the style shoot as well yes and I also just love that some some of the aesthetics are kind of mixed with the other ones like I see this picture of this like this um leather jacket with a bow on it right and I'm like that's so cute and I'm just like I love the idea of like mixing the different aesthetics and just kind of leaving the message of at the end of the day to just dress how you want like right. be yourself yes. and that's kind of like what I am like taking on nowadays like I just buy whatever I like yes and whatever totally. makes me feel good like I'm not trying to fit into any specific aesthetic of course there are aesthetics that I prefer over others but I'm like not gonna go out of, I'm just not the type of person and go out of my way to try to fit into a label like right. you totally. know you know no 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 hate to like people who totally like embrace um, a core or aesthetic um, because because they're doing that because it feels like them you know mm. um, but if you're doing it just to fit in like <laughs> I mean, that's up to you. But I think the concept of like a core and aesthetic in relation to like, like a like the like the high school stereotype or like the archetype of like the different like types of mm-hmm. like people or ways to be is so interesting and like like labels versus aesthetic like where's the <laughs> line between like self discovery and like right like boxing yourself in yeah mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people use like Pinterest and Pinterest boards to kind of explore different ways of like self expression right but that can also feel limiting if you're, like, you're putting who you are into a board. Right. So it's kind of, like, finding that, like, healthy line, and that's, like, yeah, the super interesting The article me. talks about yeah. that specifically. And so funny that you mentioned that, too, because the models, each of them has worn something from my closet because I styled <laughs> a model for this shoot. So the Asian model, she's wearing all of my clothes, but... The other models have had like a I piece think I or can two. Tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other models have a piece or two that are mine. So just to say, like you don't have to fit into a specific core to mm-hmm. express yourself. Totally. To you know, say tell people that you're here. You know? Oh, exactly. I think it can be a fun, like not like guideline, that's a terror. I don't think that's the right word to use, but like a fun like jumping off point. Like if you're like I right. want to branch out and like try to do something new, like sometimes it's helpful to see different ways that people have done so in the past right. and yeah. kind of like pick and choose who you were just like people do with like everyone does it in every aspect of their right. like interests mm-hmm. and majors and philosophies and like the ways you live your life you take pieces of inspiration from everyone and I right. think put, making sure that like you stay true to like what stands out to you from every piece of input that you're getting is super mm-hmm. important right even Spotify taps into the cores and the aesthetics right. and I think it's a fun way to romanticize things Absolutely. like I think yeah. romanticizing has its obvious like cons like that's un- like not always realistic but I think it's a fun way to practice gratitude mm-hmm. and like even if it's not totally real like it just like it life is stressful and sometimes sucks and it's yeah. wonderful to walk outside and be like oh it's raining look at the way the trees look like <laughs> I think it's you you need that sometimes no I get what you yeah. mean because like I can be in the most like 
unfortunate situation i'm like blank court like <laughs> yes because what last week so our magazine was we had a lot of um magazines that weren't printed properly and so we had all these boxes out during our meeting and i was like mag core like Mag-core. you know like <laughs> it helps you get through things yes like it I, does I, and instead of yeah. just us a hard evening like this is my angsty sunday evening core spotify playlist starting right. now right yeah and i know earlier i said that i i i don't like labels but for the purposes of like categorizing like music or like genres i think it's great because I know, like, genres, like, aren't what they used to be. Like, things that fit into, like, the pop genre today are nothing like they were, like, 50 years ago. But in terms of, like, using Spotify, if you are listening to a song and you're like, oh, I like this, like, what kind of music is this? There's so many different sub-genres and, like, genres that the song fits into. So you're like, okay, I'm going to start listening. This happened to me the other day because I was listening to a Cardigan song, the the Cardigan song, and I was like, I love this kind of music. Like, what, what kind of music is this? So I went on Wikipedia, my boy from when I'll rate your music and we figured out it was twee pop that I liked about it. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's like okay, twee pop, let me tell There's you. There's so many categories of I know. categories. And, and like right. if you, I was an artist, I don't know how I would pick one. No, because there was like I'd I've be not, like alternative indie. That feels like I've just even the most heard, whatever like, emotional pop what does that mean what does that mean there's there's so many sub i guess that's phoebe bridger's punisher so So, twee pop is a subgenre of indie pop that originates from 1986 it's an offshoot of the twee movement characterized by its simplicity and perceived innocence as catchy melodies boy girl harmonies and lyrics about love and i was like oh i love that oh yeah and i was like is there a Spotify mix that they made for me that only has Would Twee Pop Would Exile by on Taylor it? Swift be Twee Pop with the boy-girl harmonies and the lyrics about love? I don't love? think exactly. <laughs> um, and guess what? There was there a is? Twee Pop mix. There would be. And I was like, this is Wait, crazy. Wait, can I see what's on it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, these are some of the highlights. We've got Pretending, Sweet Trip, uh, Heartbreaker by the Cardigans. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know really many of these. Yeah. All Right by Kitty Craft, Hideous Sounds by the Sundays. I am naming names that I do not know, but this <laughs> yeah. is Yeah, there's a bunch of fun stuff on there. Yeah. I, I'll have to dive in, but it's just so fun. Like, I guess uh, that's another example of, like, where cores, genres, aesthetics, categories are kind of fun. And the era, what era, what, what era are yeah, you in? Yeah, what era mm-hmm. are you in? Like Not just Taylor Swift eras, but, like, I feel like it's, it's less of, like, an aesthetic thing. I think it's just, like, a turn of phrase now. You're mm-hmm. like, ugh, I'm in my, like... My hardworking girl era. I'm, I'm in my tweet pop era. I'm in the pop era. <laughs> what am I? What guys? What eras are we all in right now? What are we feeling? Um. <laughs> Let's take a moment and reflect. Hmm. Well, Clay's in her editor in chief era. I am in my editor in chief mm-hmm. era. Yes. You're in your literally grinding it out and like hard work. I don't even yeah. know. I'm in my keep going era. Your keep Real. going era. I'm in my um. Like literally, like get my life together, era. <laughs> are we always? Th- we yeah. are always. What's? Oh gosh, I don't know. Well, this is my own question. I can't even answer it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like. You know uh, what? What, what Taylor Swift era are you in? Mm, oh gosh, I've been listening. to, I think probably Evermore. Oh. But like in a good way, like in a, in a in a ref, in a in a like Evermore the song way, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I, I love that song. Like Evermore has some of my favorite tracks. I just think it's so reflective, but also it's uplifting in like a a melancholy, which I guess that's not an uplifting yeah. word, but like a, a poignant and like, it sucks sometimes, 
but overall, <laughs> you'll be okay. It'll be great. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm also in my Evermore era, but it's mainly just, just because weather. I've been listening to it a lot lately. Yeah, because it is fall. It's and cold. also, we were driving up to the mountains this weekend and driving back down from the mountains because we did a day trip to Asheville. Oh, fun. Um, so we, I was listening to a lot of Evermore because I feel like it has mountain vibes. Especially like No Body, No Crime, Cowboy Like Me is so mountain Gold vibes. Rush. Gold Rush. Yes, exactly. Honestly, I'm in my <coughs> the Holly Humberstone album. That's my era. Like yes. I, I, I'm honestly like really loving that album. Yeah. To pull back to my earlier media of the week, but Fierce. what about you, Huey? What what Taylor Swift era, if you <laughs> if you can name one, pinpoint <laughs> a great one of the many. I just have to confess, but I'm not much of a Swiftie. That's so. okay. That's okay. Do you know the albums ish? No. <laughs> okay, let me show them to you, and you can just decide based. What off color the are design. you feeling? Yeah. yeah. What color are you feeling right now in your life? Hmm. I mean, I swear to God, there's definitely a color for it. I'm definitely feeling very like black, but reputation, <laughs> perhaps. But yes. my favorite color is green, so I think having that hint of green always on me is just like there's all you're going to grow from it. Yes, you know whatever you're going through. Okay. These are the, so I say like reputation. The that's the black and white album she's got. Which one are are you feeling most connected to? Oh, this is two different albums. It's. Uh, Evermore on the right and Folklore on mm-hmm. the left. They're sister albums. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this middle one. Oh. 1989? Yeah. You know what's really special about you saying that? You know is what? 1989 is kind of like the girl boss album. Oh, it's, really? It's coming oh. Friday. Yeah. The re-recording. Yeah, the she re-recording. does the re-recording. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so that's, right. You, now you have to listen. That's Not so that you've true. decided yeah. you aligned with it spiritually. Yeah. Right. That's so true. It's really, it, that's like the, Yeah. See, That's emotional. Pop, 1989. Really. Pop. Well, there's some emotional songs on that album. Like that's um, true. Uh, I like Blank Space on the album. That's on that album, right? Yeah. This it is. love and you are in love. You are in and love. Clean and oh my god, clean. Gosh. What anyway, an album. see the thing is like, so I said I was I'm an immigrant, right? And mm-hmm. so actually old Taylor Swift songs. I learned English from that. Oh my god. Along with All American Rejects. <laughs> That's amazing. I love, I love that. that a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so I like. Like old Taylor Swift, just the new ones I haven't. Like I'll just hear yeah, the radio just because of the pure nostalgia. Yeah, that's how I was until I listened to Folklore, and I was like, her lyricism's really <laughs> wonderful in Folklore and Evermore. Like those are albums that aren't written about her life; they're like, mm-hmm. like folklore, some of them like, are. storytelling. <laughs> yeah, um, but Evermore, like specifically, mm-hmm. even I mean, Folklore is wonderful too. But I think the cold weather is think- making me think of Evermore. Yeah, the lyrics in it, I'm like, this is very impressive. Like mm-hmm. from a poetic yeah lyrical standpoint she's in her poetic bag yes <laughs> <laughs> yes yes yeah yes. i've also been listening to midnights a lot lately because this is around the time it came out last year True. so True. even though it's not one of my, my favorite albums from her i'm like getting nostalgia for midnights for the first time because yes. it came out a year it reminds ago. me of last year a lot it's yeah. already been a year it's already yes. been a year Dang. that is something i taught i was walking past the honors dorm and i was like how has it been a year since i've been here wild i don't know anyways um any last comments? Why anything you want the the listeners of Garnet and Black Unwritten to know? I would love for everyone to pick up their copy of the Garnet and Black magazine for this semester. You can find it in Russell, in the library, and in the J School, but for sure in Russell. Um, let us know what you think about it. You can email us. You can tell us on Instagram. We'd be happy to hear everything so we can have an even better spring edition next semester. But. Thank you so much. For Thank you me. so much for coming on. Yeah. All right, bye. Bye. bye, guys. Thanks for listening.